everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson and we have a very special guest today and he's going to go ahead and introduce himself. Byron Thomas, a.k.a. Mr. Sweeter Than Sweet Tea in the classiest state in the world, South Carolina. And I'm from North Augusta, South Carolina, the pageant capital of the world, as I love to tell people because that's how I got into the pageant business. So I'm really excited for this interview and Casey is Sweeter Than Sweet Tea and I'm in life group with her brother. Corey and uh, we all love Jesus. Yes, we do. Absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty, Byron. So, I'm so glad that we're sitting down and doing this. I've known you, well, you might not remember, but I remember. I met you at the Carolina Cup in 2016. So, at that time, I was Miss Camden Teen for the MAO organization, and my brother was like, you have to meet Byron. And I said, Byron? Okay, I'll meet your friend because, you know, college friends. And we walked over to your tent at the Cup and you had a headband on and you, you know, we know you love America, Mr. America. <laughs> and he goes, this is Byron. And you looked at me and you said, if I could do anything, I want you to be my pageant queen. And I remembered that. And so every time somebody brought up your name, I was like, I would love to be his pageant queen. However, sadly, I didn't get to do, I never got to do Miss Gamecock, but I was, I'm just happy that we actually finally get to sit down and kind of reminisce a little bit. I'm honored, and I'm, you can be my pageant queen if I start a new system. You never know one day. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I could mm -hmm. pick you up. I might need a director soon. You never so. know. Or, or you could be a director of the team program. It's, yeah. up, it's up to you. You never know. Absolutely. Hey, mm -hmm. we might need to round back out to that hey, one. Hey, <laughs> I also remember once a queen is always a queen. So just because you was never mine does not mean you're not heiress to be a queen. Oh, that, that, mm -hmm. <laughs> that warmed my heart. Oh, oh my goodness. All righty. So let's date back a little bit let's talk about your experiences and what led you to where you are today i would love to hear about your life story basically so let's talk about starting from baby byron to where you are now baby byron we're starting on february 21st 1992 i decided to you know smile at the world well actually cry but you know i like to say smile and i had the biggest cheeks everyone called me jaws like it's probably why I'm such a hugger because everyone used to touch me when I was a, a baby, so I was always touched. So now I just hug everybody because, like, okay, I'm just used to embracing people or being embraced. So there's a funny video. My dad used to do all the videos um, for the family oh, yeah. back in the day. And there's a funny video of me having a big piece of watermelon in my lap. And I had a nice big afro, too, so I was styling back then. And um, so I looked to the right. I look to the love, thinking somebody's watching me, not noticing my dad is right in front of me, videotaping him, and I like just like attack the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest thing, and I think it's like really cute. Is looking at me because like, yeah, I would do that, and uh, not that, realize, yes, yes, because I do love watermelon like that. <laughs> so, so then we progressed to me walking and you know getting into my math science days. Cause when I was growing up, I used to tell everybody I'm gonna be a meteorologist. Uh, astronaut and a zoologist because I love weather, I love animals, and I love space. My mom would tell people he didn't love space until he watched Apollo 13, which that, <laughs> that does have a ring to I do love that movie, but I, I love space. And so then I wanted to become a climatologist, but that's a different story because of Al Gore. <laughs> I did love the book Inconvenient Truth, mm -hmm. but I was at a hotel one day and it was, it was at a conference for Jack and Jill. And I woke up and I was really bored watching cartoons. So my mom, I was my mom and dad always had to watch me because I'm the middle child, so I was got into everything. A wild child. Oh, you know <laughs> how I keep everybody entertained. I'm must see TV. Yeah. So I saw my mom's tweezers on the table, 
And for some odd reason, I wanted to be an electrician. And I stuck the tweezers into the hotel socket. So I did it the first time, and I got shocked. And I thought to myself, I don't like that feeling. I'm going to do it again so I can see how long I can hold it. So I did it again, stuck it in for the second time. And this time, I held it in there, and um, the lights, you know, went out and everything. And, yeah, I got a big spanking for doing that. Y'all to see, who knows, it could have died, whatever. I, I don't know. My mom was very, very upset. You had me. a great time, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I got shocked. And um, lots of people like say, yeah, that's probably the moment why you have this personality. I, I don't know. I've always been talkative. So, like, going back to kindergarten, I was like, tell people, if I wanted you to be my friend, I always drew you, like, a picture at the beginning of the class. Aww. So everyone got a picture. Now, the teacher did not get a lot of pictures because for some odd reason, my behavior or character card was always on red at the end of the day. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know why she decided to do this to me because, look, I'm just trying to talk to my classmates. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, she loved it when it was nap time because I always got an A in nap time because when it's time to go to sleep or eat, I was an A student because oh, yeah. I, I not. I took a lot of people's snacks too. No, I asked for it. And I didn't, I didn't, they told me they didn't want it. So I was. You eating. just took it all. Just oh, took yeah, it all. I took it all. <laughs> the food, the naps, and make, making everybody everybody my friend. Like, if you didn't want to be my friend back then, like, I don't know. That was not a good sign because everybody was going to be my friend. So then I got to yeah. my sports days. Mm. And the same thing carries over with being friends. I played soccer, my first, first sport I remember playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just trying to keep the ball just like every other kid. But somehow, way, every time I got the ball, everyone started kicking me. All right, so and so I'm like, I don't like this because I'm, like, getting bullied out here on the soccer field, and I just want to kick the ball to the goal like you trying to kick the ball to go. So then I played football, and oh, the coach said, you hit the person with the ball, and that's when I was like, I love this sport. Like, I did. Like, football will always be my favorite sport because of that passion, that gladiator feel when you put those letters on your chest and you're representing something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Uh, what position I, I, were you? I played defense in. So oh, I played defense snap. in. Like, I love defense. See, I love I love preventing people from achieving their goals. In, in football, it is. In yeah. life, I want to help everybody. But on the football <laughs> field, your quarterback, your general, I want to take them out. Not in like a mean way. I ain't trying to injure the man, but I'm just trying to get him on the ground yeah. so that he can't make a play, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Because you want to win. Hey, you yeah, win here. You, you win with, like in high school, putting on those those letters, North Augusta. You're protecting your hometown. Like, your hometown is coming to see you play. Like, the crowd is loud. The lights are beautiful. The field feels amazing. And you just want to give them a good show. So, I always took football very seriously. I played basketball, too, and I had the opportunity to run college track. But if you ask me about any sport, I'm always going to talk about my years of football because that grind, people don't know the grind. Like, I love, like, the sense of team, Mm -hmm. teammates and, like, brotherhood, whatever. So, just, like, you know, doing those gashers with your teammates. Like, hey, we're in a 110-degree heat, but we're all suffering together. And I love the heat, so I really wasn't suffering. But but just doing it together, building that brotherhood, and it's like, man, I, I would do anything for you. Because you just, we're both suffering together and just building that bond. And th- these bonds, we never going to forget in our lives. So, football is just I like, that's that. what I, I love football. So, you know, that's why I'm at every Gamecock game because oh, yeah. I, I appreciate oh, yeah. our team. Whether they win or lose, I'm going to be there because I, I know it's hard work for them to be on that field and they represent something greater than them the University of South Carolina. Go Gamecocks, baby. So, <laughs> that's. College years and now adult years. I'm a super host on Airbnb. Okay. I love it. I took a risk with buying the house I did because it's a fixer upper and it gives me lots of headaches. 
However, I wouldn't trade my house for the world. Don't you have a 5.0 rating? Yes, 5.0 rating. Told super hoes, super hoes. So y'all come <laughs> stay at my house. I'll tell your friends to stay at my house. I treat them very well and I'll take them out. No, I'm dead serious about that. Really? Because No, because I don't... It's not about the money. Mm-hmm. I actually want to give people an experience and let people know, hey, you have a friend and someone that's genuine that yeah. cares about you. And I know that's rare today because like, oh my God, I just gave you a thousand dollars for you know a week or two whatever yeah um you'll just want my money but it's like i i want to actually get to know you i want to take you out show you the culture here that's one reason why i'm still here in columbia and i think that's what god has me here is, is because when a lot of us young adults when we get out of college we have that first job maybe around our college or whatever then we want to go to a bigger city mm-hmm. but a lot of times that culture at a bigger city is already set but here in columbia is still getting defined. We're still trying to figure out who we are as a city. So when new people come here, I can tell them, oh, you go this there for that. Oh, you go to brother for that, you're gonna get bombs from Moses. Oh, uh, hey, if you, if you go over there, if you say these magic words, they're gonna hook you up. And just tell, <laughs> just tell them Byron Thomas sent you. Yeah. So um, I, I love that about being in the area and just all, I love new people. I've always been a people person. Like I am the world's greatest social butterfly ever created. I, yeah, I, and that was your Halloween costume. It was. The best Halloween costume <laughs> I think I saw this year next to the uh, guy that was the car lot below you up there. Uh, yeah, I did that, see was, that. that. That was, was great, but you um, still, so yeah, tell us about your Halloween costume. Yeah, so it was really funny. So it's back in like the summertime, I was thinking about uh, my Halloween costume because I used to not like dressing up for Halloween because I didn't want to spend the money. <laughs> and then I started dressing up, and people loved my costumes. And so this year, I was a social butterfly, and it was really funny because my mom was like, please tell me you're not going to buy butterfly wings because, you know, people are going to think you're something else, and you're not. I'm like, <laughs> um, mama, at this point in my life, I do pageants, so people automatically assume I'm, I'm that way, but... I'm not, so, it, but, you know. You're just I, a really happy person that yeah. just loves to have fun. Well, I, I know my masculinity. <laughs> I know yeah. my masculinity, so I don't need other people to tell me, oh, yeah. men, real men don't do that because real men wear pink, and I I love pink. I, I love, love that love right there. Starburst. Who doesn't love the pink Starburst? Like, <laughs> So, yes, uh, Social Butterfly, and I had a shirt created with my social media on it because I was a pun more so than yeah. telling people who I was, even though they were going to find out that, yeah, he's definitely Social Butterfly, so... The social media stuff was on my new shirt I got created. I then I had the butterfly wings. So I could, like <laughs> literally point social, then butterfly wings. So that was the pun that, that so people, great. I guess, some people didn't realize. It's like, oh yeah, he's just talking. That's totally a social butterfly. But it's like, no, I'm No, I'm pun. legit the social butterfly. Yeah, I'm literally a social butterfly. So I got a lot of new followers on social media and all that fun stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Even oh. though I only got dressed up one time, but who knows? We might bring it back next year. I, I don't know. But please, you, please do bring that back. You know, it's a whole Halloween now <laughs> instead of yeah. just Halloween or Halloween. So definitely, yeah. I think next year bring that back because you will still continue to get so many followers. If I would have uh, seen you out, I would have definitely been like, "Come here!" If I like didn't know you, I'd be like, "Let me add you on Snapchat." Yeah. This is great. And it actually works. People get people are so like shocked when they see the IQ. I mean, the scan code. Yeah, the little QR works. code. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome, though. Oh my gosh. But yeah. So continue so sorry you're you're totally fine so so now in adulthood you know i work for a u.s congressman because i love people in politics well at usc i was a pr major and political science minor because i always tell people the people come before the politics Mm. because i'm going to be i'm going to become governor of sarcon Hey, we're hey we're marketing that right now. Yeah, Byron will be governor of South Carolina. You, you, gotta, you gotta speak things in existence. I, and, I'm manifesting. And I always tell people, people actually, why do you want to be governor? 
And I was like, because I want to market our state better than anyone's ever marketed before. Because people like to say their state's the greatest. I'm like, you know what? I ain't compete with that. All right, your state is the greatest. That's why I say our state is the classiest. Because no one else out there is saying their state is the classiest. Mm Because we are the classiest state in the country. We got gorgeous beaches. My favorite beach is Merle's Inlet. So if you haven't been to Merle's Inlet, make sure you go there. They have the Marsh Walk. It's so beautiful. Take the boat rides and everything. They even have a goat island. It's so amazing. A goat, goat island? island? Yeah. It's very, goats out there on the own little island. It's actually really pretty cute. That's awesome. Yeah, Didn't it, know that. Yeah, okay. I used to go visit. Well, <laughs> well, the beaches there is Lentfield and like Polly's Island. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Polis it's pretty Island. much it's between Charleston and Murder Beach. It's, okay. it's, it's beautiful. I love it. So we got we got beautiful mountains. We have an amusement park, a.k.a. Carowinds, which I do love oh, Carowinds. Oh, yes, yes. And I'm from North Augusta, so we share a border with Georgia, but we're right next to the greatest golf tournament on earth. The Masters. The Masters. So, so, I, so I'm like, South Carolina, we just, we just have it all. Living in Columbia, I like to say it's the heartbeat of the South because we can go to the beaches in two hours, to the mountains in two hours, to a bigger city, a.k.a. Charlotte, in two hours. And if you want to go to a mega city, a.k.a. Atlanta, mm-hmm. that's like less than four hours. Yeah, it's like hours three away. and a half. Yeah, yes, not far at all. Depending on how you speed. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so I'm like, there's not many places in this world where you can get all that being in one location. Yeah. So that's and we have a nice airport here. Yep. And the Columbia. Oh, we have rivers. Oh we yeah, have two we have rivers. river walks. Yes, and... we have. But our two rivers are unique because we have the Broad River that you know comes down from North Carolina and the Slough River that's South Carolina's river, mm-hmm. starting in upstate. But then we have Spanish moss that grows on our river. So that Spanish moss is very beautiful. People come from all over the world to come see it. And the saying is, Michael Mayo. With with the KC West Columbia Chamber of Commerce, he's mm-hmm. so amazing. I, I love that man. But his saying is always, it's the it's the upstate meeting the low country because in the low country you see all the Spanish moss mm-hmm. and then the rivers coming from the up you know up country. So I mean upstate. My apologies. <laughs> so I, I love that South Carolina's you know always meeting in the middle. Oh, Columbia's yeah. the heartbeat of South. They want to talk about Charleston or Greenville, which I love those places. <laughs> But I always tell people the heartbeat of South Carolina will always be Columbia where we stay. So I take a lot of pride in that. So I, I love I love our state and we got the best people, the best food. Oh my god, like you can go anywhere and get just amazing food. Mm-hmm. So I would love to show the world why you should come to South Carolina to visit and more importantly why you should come here and start a family or, or move here because we got the best schools. I, I know there's always lots of knocks in our schools and X, Y, and Z. And obviously every state has their problems that you want to see get fixed. But I have true confidence that South Carolina schools can, are going to be number one in the, in the world if we do the right things. So I want to be governor so, <laughs> and to help all that for us to be number one because I'm like, if you're not shooting to be number one, then what, what, what are you doing it for? Because I'm too competitive for that. Oh, I love mm. it though. I love um, the competitiveness. Yeah, but but more so it's about I just want to treat people the right way and, and let people know that hey, I do care about you because I'm I'm always gonna have a heart for people. So I'm always gonna listen to people and just hey, <laughs> if, if you're respectful, I'm always gonna have an ear for you. But it's when people want to be rude, I'm like okay, we don't we don't have to go down this path. So. I love people in politics a lot. It's a drug. I like to tell people I got three P's in my life. People, politics, and pageants. Mm. <laughs> That's the best right there. And I like how you did just say pageants. So, I don't know if y'all caught this yet, but Byron is the director of the Miss Gamecock organization. And I would love for you to tell us a little more about yes. how you 
came into that role, and I know you did go to the University of South Carolina, so, you know, we love our Gamecocks here in Columbia, but I would love to hear more about how you became the director of this program. Yeah, so we got to we gotta go backwards to where I first went to college. Well, oh, actually, yes. before when I, when, I, well, when I was in high school. So when I was in high school, I turned my high school into a national solar panel school by getting solar panels. So a lot of people told me, Byron, you can't do that do it you're crazy you know you know blah blah on the news media all that fun stuff and i was so committed to my hometown i was like i'm gonna get a solar panels because i want to make my high school unique yeah love my high school and by the grace of god we we ended up getting 10 200 watt solar panels and so our school was recognized by the earth Day network as being a green slash solar school and not lots of schools back in 2010 had solar panels. So wow. I was like, I want to put my house on the map. I want people mm-hmm. to know when you come to North Augusta, like we're unique for something. Yeah. And I also love the environment. So it's like something where people can like, oh my God, that's solar panels. And you, you can, you know, research about solar panels. And hopefully you might want to invest in solar panels because I do, I do love clean energy mm-hmm. and, and everything. So I had that ambitious mindset. I was the president of my high school. It, it was really funny. When I was, I didn't want to be the vice president at first, but I was in the weight room and one of my friends was like, "Why don't you should run for vice president?" And I was like, "Okay." And then, like in my speech, I said some smart stuff, and then I was like, "The last reason, the last reason you should vote for me, pause, is because I'm Byron Thomas." And then the whole gymnasium <laughs> just went absolutely crazy, and then I became vice president. And then the next year, I was not allowed to say pretty much the same thing because there was too much chaos. Yeah. So it was an ugly election because people got really, let's just say people were threatened by me. Yeah. And they was really threatened by me saying the, the senior speech and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was going to run for president again just because I love representing my yeah, high school. Absolutely. I got our high school solar panels. I started an environmental club. Like, you, know, you, you tell me. What a high schooler is able to convince other high schoolers to wake up in the morning to clean up their high school football stadium after a game. And yeah, I was a football player. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, and we, we was able to recycle a lot of bottles. And, but, it, you know, at the time, it was one person pretty much cleaning up that whole entire stadium by himself. So I was happy we was able to help him because, it, you know, that's really sad. But... You know, I, I really cared about my hospital, my community. So then when the election got ugly and people was talking about my intelligence and just, you know, how I can't really speak and all that fun stuff, I took it personal. Because mm-hmm. they were also talking attacking me on popularity. But that when people attack me on popularity, I take that personal because yeah. I actually talk to people. I'm not just talking to you just for you to vote for me. I actually want a genuine connection. No, yeah, I just want to put this in there. Mm-hmm. Every time I have seen Byron, no matter if he knew the people or not, he always said hello. He had a smile on his face. Hello, how you doing? Making sure y'all are looking good. Oh, you look so cute. Like, always hyping people up. He is, like, the personal hype man. It's awesome. Hype man. And it's genuine. Like, this is not just for show. Like, this is him personally, and I love it. That's no, no, my favorite thing. I love hyping people up. But I'm president of my high school. I'm thinking about college. And I, was just, I always had this mindset. I'm going to make my environment. My environment's not going to make me. So going to college, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to let allow this college to make me. I'm going to make it. I'm going to leave a legacy because I'm a legacy type person. Like when when I'm gone in heaven, I want people to remember the good things I did on this earth. And like, oh, Byron's still here. He affected this and it's a positive impact on this earth. So, you know, thinking about college, what I'm going to do. I'm a senior in high school thinking already, am I going to run for student body president? of USC Beaver, which was the college I was going to go to because I was mm-hmm. going to run track there. 
or do something I've never done before. Start a pageant. But not just a pageant, a scholarship pageant. Mm -hmm. Because North Augusta High School, a.k.a. Ms. Nash, is one of the toughest high school pageants <laughs> in the world. Like, my female mm -hmm. friends, I'll never forget, freshman year in high school, they... <laughs> They invited me to the pageant. It's like, Byron, are you going to come support us at Miss Nash? And my, like, you know, jock self, uh, blah, blah. I was thinking, you want me to come to a pageant? It's not just for girls. No. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I honestly thought it was just a girl thing. I, I'm just being real. And that's like, no, no, no. Hey, guys, come and support us. They yell for us. Like, come, Byron, what you got? So I promised them I was going to come. And um, the moment I set foot in there, there was just so much energy. And I'm the type of person, I feed off energy. Mm -hmm. So if everyone else is hype and like, I I'm going to just get escalated. <laughs> We're going all the way to 110. Oh, you have no <laughs> idea. I'm 0 to 100 real quick, like Drake said. So <laughs> um, so like people shout names, like nicknames. And I was like, man, I love this. Like, yeah. it's, they, they, they were fighting for something bigger than themselves. And just like I was talking about with football, you put those letters that name on your chest mm -hmm. you represent something bigger than you and I, i've always loved that about things like that's why i want to be governor because i want to represent the state which is something bigger than, than i am come to college it's like you know what this college uc beaufort doesn't have a pageant i'm gonna start a pageant so come to uc beaufort i'm on my game the moment i'm on campus and i see every woman every woman i see i'm like i'm gonna start a pageant here i'll love for you to compete and i'll take this very seriously mm -hmm. in pageantry I've never been one of those person that says, oh my God, you're beautiful, you need to be in a pageant. I've always seen it as, you're a woman, you can compete in a pageant. Mm -hmm. That's how I've seen it. So women that were, you know, deemed skinny by society, I asked them. Women that was deemed, you know, thicker, I asked them as well. Because you as a woman, why can't you not compete? You know, I want to you know, help you get scholarship money. And who knows, you might go to Women Miss America, Miss USA. But... So I, I asked literally every woman I, I met, like, and I started, like, taking, like, names and numbers. So then one woman, like, got, like, angry at me for doing that. And then she got, like, the school officials involved because she thought I was doing it just to get numbers from women. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. So I was like, I didn't even think to do that. But I wouldn't do that because I'm about business. Like, when I put my mind yeah, on something. Yeah, this is a business and an organization. I'm trying yeah. to help you get scholarship, yes. girlfriend. Uh -huh. So I had to meet with B for officials. And oh um, we had to have a conversation. And they vetted me. And it's like, I think we're going to give this kid a chance and everything. So start the club. And the next year, we had our first meeting. And... I learned a lot from this meeting. You know, I had I was probably over 30 women in our first meeting, and this big issue came up of swimsuit. Now, I'm a man. I would never put on a swimsuit and walk on stage in front of millions or thousands or even hundreds of people. So I don't feel comfortable making that decision myself. Mm -hmm. So I love America so much, like we talked about. So yeah. it's like, I told my, um, my the officers, like, all right, we're going to let the ladies decide. It's going to you let democracy ring, you know. Yeah. I love democracy. Yeah. And the lady's like, no, Byron, no, do not do that. These ladies are kill each other. You have to make a decision. They're yeah. looking at me. This, Byron, you need to make a decision. Are we going to swimsuit or not? And I was like, no, 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 no. This will be fine. We want, we want everything we'll be okay. trans yeah. transparency, uh, democracy reign. So I had a first meeting, and I was really feeling myself because I brought food. So if I buy food for a meeting, that means I'm really feeling something. I'm really excited. <laughs> and I'm a college student, broke college kid. Oh, yeah. I, I brought food somehow, some way. You know, I had women all walks of life and in different shapes and sizes. So I was happy about that because, you know, I'm like, hey, I really want you to do this pageant yeah. no matter who you are. 
and some women were very shocked like me do a pageant like no one's ever asked me before uh, I'm like yes wow. girl we want you in this pageant Heck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah you know yeah i totally would love to have you so everything's going great and then i get to the slide a swimsuit and i'm like all right ladies obviously you know i'm a man i don't want i don't want to make this decision because i don't want y'all thinking for one oh he just wants to see us in our swimsuits mm-hmm. or, or get that impression but if you know i'll let y'all decide this y'all the ones on stage mm-hmm. y'all deserve the right to say how you feel so, the pageant-ready women were like, we need to do swimsuit. Yep. The bigger pageants do it. Like, we need to make sure we're yep. following on. And then the women that were not, like, pageant-ready or had never done a pageant before, they was like, no, 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 we don't have to because Byron Libby said we can do our pageant how we want to because literally do eating again on, like, a on-stage question call a day just send somebody to the bigger pageants. But bigger and started. Oh, no. And then it started getting crazy because then people started getting personal. No. Saying words I can't ever repeat because, good Lord, I was like, where is this coming from? I need my Bible right now. Yeah, <laughs> we need it. to repent. <laughs> you have no idea. And, like, a fight almost broke out. And then, thankfully, a fight didn't break out because, you know what, the, the ladies just started, they just all walked out. Yeah. And then it was a disaster of a meeting. The next meeting was so positive, zero women came back. So we had zero. One zero. And so no one no at one, all came back. No one came back. It was that bad. And, and my, my officer's like, see, Byron. We told you so, and you didn't listen to us. Oh no! And so now my pride shot. Everything shot. Like mm-hmm. it, no one, no one would. Try, I tried my best to convince, but no one just. They, no one, like it, even it, trying reaching out, they were just like, "No, I'm good." Yeah, the damage was always was already done. So oh, my pride was like shot, very depressed, and everything. Cause I, I was like, cause at that point I was like, man, I'm about to do this pageant. I'm, then I'm gonna run for student body president. I'm gonna do everything. I'm making this university. This is yeah. my university. This is a university of South Beaver, but mm-hmm. also everyone is a university of South Byron. Yeah. So you know, I, I, <laughs> that's I, I, great. Wrong, wrong a bell. So then, um, transferred to USC, and God allowed me to go at it again. I was at a Republican event in Charleston, and there were Miss America queens there, mm-hmm. or Miss South Carolina queens, yeah. however you wanna call it. And so they was already sweet and everything, but Miss Arcana in 2013 broke Boris now because she's uh-huh. married, but broke yeah. on Stellar yeah. before she's married. Yeah. And she was showing the national anthem, and I, I was like, somebody, they announced, like, yeah, she won Miss Arcana with Miss America. And I was like, I have to talk to her. So I talked <laughs> to her, and I'm like, my name's Byron Thomas, I go to USC. I would love to reach out to you because I really want to start a pageant at USC. I'd love for you to be on my team. Cause somebody, I think someone's talked about her being in law school at USC. Yeah. She's like, she's already in Columbia. I'm in Columbia. This Perfect. Work. This is awesome. Because yeah. I need somebody to help me legitimize what I'm trying to do. Because it's one thing for a woman to, to do a pageant. Because obviously women are going to trust that more. Yeah. But it's one thing for a guy, young, black, straight, and we're not even, people don't even know politics, but, uh, me, you know, yeah. a conservative, you know, Republican, yeah. I don't want to call it. So, that just changes everything. That changes yes. everything. So, I knew if I had her on my side, and people were like, you're Miss Cyclona? Like, yes, I'm doing this pattern. Yeah, I will I show up you. to this meeting. I mm-hmm. want to be in this thing. Like, if yeah. she tells me I can do it, I'm there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I met her, and Brooke, to this day, she's like, yeah, I still don't know why I gave you my number. But, <laughs> she, but oh, uh, and, yeah. I, and, and that night, actually, I got hit by a drunk driver that night. So, oh. yeah, so it, it was bad. But the next week, by the grace of God, I lived. Everyone lived and all that fun stuff. Um, I, I meet with Brooke. And Brooke didn't know what she was expecting. But yeah. I came my black binder. 
Had everything ready. Had everything ready. Told him, all right, this is what I want to do. This is what I accomplished. And she was very impressed. So now she's like, yes, we're, I'm going to do this. We're on this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And that's like USC. It was a lot of hurdles because I, I didn't want to start a club. I wanted to find an organization just like other people did at other colleges, an organization mm-hmm. to just do it. The person I kept meeting with, it's like, I don't know how this is going to last. Like, what's yeah. the objective? I don't think we could send the person on to the, you know, Miss Arkansas, Miss USA. But I kept pecking away. Just like when I got my solar panels, I kept pecking away yeah. until, I, until I get that maybe. Every time you get a no, it's because you asked the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Or you asked the wrong question. Or, yes, yeah. that's important. So so I kept pecking away until I got that maybe. And then it's like, perfect. I, I could run with this now. I was able to start a club. And at our first meeting, we had a grand total of one amazing woman, Heather Boozy. Couldn't have done the pageant without her. She was the person behind the scenes mm-hmm. that got our programming books done. That did just all the behind the scenes stuff. Like, yeah. I love the woman to death. Like, she is just totally awesome. Like, I, she'll always have my heart. So, the first pageant happens, and I was able to get 14 amazing women to compete. And then, you know, Katie Turner was the winner. Yes. She got $500, and then she got the opportunity to go to Miss South Carolina that year. I felt so bad. Like, mm-hmm. still, still to this day, I'm like, I, I wish I would have knew this was the grind he was going to go through. Because I didn't know anything about the paperwork they had to do. Oh, yeah, the talk- platforms. Yeah. For, yeah, for Miss South Carolina. That's what I had talked about in my mm-hmm. first podcast episode. Just the background that taking to just get you to state, that paperwork, that's like 24 pages mm-hmm. of resumes, having to fill out all your sponsor forms. Mm-hmm. All of the different, like you can do like different scholarship levels and yeah. doing your ad pages, mm-hmm. but definitely the platform. That's the biggest thing, especially being a miss. You have 10 minutes and yes. they will drill you mm-hmm. in that interview. Yes. And that's what, yeah, listening to about like her interview like that, because I mean, I know firsthand when mm-hmm. I went to Miss South Carolina, that 10 minutes, oh, like I wanted to cry internally. Like it was really tough. And like being, I mean, I was 17 at the time. Yeah. And I mean, she was already in college, but. Like, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. Because it, it's 10 minutes of just, you know, why should we even crown you? We have, you know, 70 other girls to talk yeah. to today. Why do we need to pick you? And, like, mm-hmm. that's just the hardest thing. Yeah. Yes, and, 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 like, and they have every reason to do that. Because, like, I, I got to tell ladies now, there is too much money on the line for them to just choose you just because of your looks. $60,000. Heck, yeah. I'm like, ladies, let's yeah. go get this money. So, oh yes. So I, I take that very seriously. Now I want to support Miss uh, Miss Akron USA as well. Oh, absolutely. Because our, our yeah. queen could potentially go there and compete. Yeah, because Mira, Mira did. Yeah, she did. Mira queen did. number three. I call. I call them. <laughs> we, we have a forever Miss Gamecock group chat. Yes. And like so, when Callie when she gives her a crown, she gets to join it. And thank God she has an iPhone because it's gonna stay blue. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like I, I, I love the group chat. But so you know, pageantry to me is is a sport. It definitely it, is. It's definitely. Like, I tell people. Look, when you go to interview and think about tempo, when you, when you do your mock interviews, if, if a woman's going fast, she's going to get criticized for that and you're not going to get a good score. When I ask ladies, when they ask me for any help or advice, when I ask them, who controls the interview, you or the judges? If they say the judges, I'm like, no. you've already lost. No. You control the interview. Because the judges, we can only ask you a question after you stop speaking. Mm-hmm. So, and I've literally just a pageant where we asked a woman six questions. Because she was very detail-oriented, and she knew how to control us. And she yeah. ended up winning that pageant. So I tell ladies, your tempo means everything. Your eye contact is just like a quarterback. But if a quarterback stares down their wide receiver, more than, like, more than likely that 
defender, that cornerback, or linebacker. Is well, gonna he's going to see it, too. Yeah. So you're watching the eyes. Yeah. He's the eyes. So that defender's going to pick it off or, like, at least mm. back it down. So if you stare down a judge, that's the same thing like a quarterback staring down a wide receiver. That's not good. I'm all about comparing sports to pageantry because I love sports so But it's much. the same type of strategy. Yes. There's, you know, it's a strategy to the game of how you do the walk, how you, yes. you know, talk and interview. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's really a game of strategy. And that's what people, I'm, I'm glad that you say that and you do mm-hmm. see it also as a sport because pageants, is much more than just going on stage in a pretty dress and yes. getting your hair done and having mm-hmm. a whole little day to yourself. Yeah. Like, people put in the time, the money, mm-hmm. and so much more that you don't see behind the scenes. Amen to that. And I'll, it's I'll, interesting. I always tell ladies, cry behind the stage so you can mm-hmm. cry on stage. So, I, I don't, there's this notion that you have to be perfect when you have that. So, I mean, when you win like a preliminary. Oh, so, yeah. it's like, it's like, I'm like, no, no, I need to know your weaknesses. Like, like, because if you're mm-hmm. acting perfect now, like, what if the judges at, at state find your weakness? And by that point, that's definitely too late. It's like, you don't have to be perfect now. Like, make mistakes. Ask, ask every question that you have. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I set you up for success. And I'm only here to support you. You know, the world is a small world. So small, like, I do have to let the world know I was honored to ask out the Miss Sarkhan USA 2017 Megan Gordon the prom. I'm so honored. You Megan. took Megan to no, I didn't take it. No. Oh, oh. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that attractive for her. Oh, whatever. but you did no. ask her. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, okay, yeah, I'd be fond that she, too. She, she's so. She's such an intelligent woman. Like you know, she's so smart. She's so, awesome. Yeah, like, awesome woman. Awesome. I, I got her a cake, and I said my senior year. Or it was either my senior year or time enough to go to high school would be complete without like taking you to prom, and I gave her like roses and everything, and it was it was a, it was a lot of drama that day. It, it was really funny. Oh, no. But uh, no, it, no, it's musty TV. Yeah, sorry for getting off on tangent. I'm no, not, we're I good. Like, no, I love it. Everyone is gonna love all of our tangents because you're just such a great person to talk uh-huh. to. So it's hilarious. Every t- every conversation with you is hilarious. I love it. <laughs> Now that we've heard about all of your experiences and kind of where you are today and that, you know, one day you could be the governor of South Carolina, but I want to ask you, what do you think is a common myth that people have about pageants? Beauty. Beauty? Yes, because once again, some people don't think they can compete because they don't feel like they're just as beautiful. So I remember judging a pageant some years ago and it was a woman and she was she was thicker than most of the women competing, yeah. and she was just amazing. Like her interview was killer. She in that swim it was swimsuit at that time, mm-hmm. and again she was not you know skinny like you traditional people would think. Yeah. And so, but she she walked on stage like she killed it. Yeah, she killed it, and I was so happy she won. Yeah. Because I think I think that sets a precedent that you don't have to be the skinniest woman. You don't have to be this traditional mode that people think you are absolutely so and i always tell women i'm like before you compete in a pageant you need to first tell yourself that you are beautiful Mm -hmm. like don't allow the world to tell you're beautiful first because then the world will turn its back and tell you ugly the next the next minute i like to give women um confident boosters hey you know you're a beautiful woman but that's not why why i'm asking you to compete in this pageant it's like if you are suffering with anything compared with like you know mental health your self-esteem you can use that to help someone else that's suffering from it. Because mm-hmm. if you tell your story, if, if yeah. you if you have a crown in your head, people are gonna listen to you. So if you tell your story how you struggle with mental health or maybe how you got abused by a, a boyfriend or, or parents, and people see how strong you are, you're gonna help them get out of that situation. 
Oh, yeah, I mm. 100% agree with that. And mm. kind of going off of that, like you said, like, when you have that crown on, like, people are going to listen. Like, mm. what do you tell someone that is brand new to the pageant world? What would you tell them, like, how to get started or, like, one piece of advice? Uh, I'm a true believer in asking questions because when I was a student and, you know, K-12, even in college, <laughs> teacher would say, no, don't ask a lot of questions. But if you don't know, you'll know. So ask lots of questions. But also go look at videos. Mm-hmm. Go, go, look, go look at videos. Look up questions online of what were the questions that were asked of the ladies at Miss America or, or Miss USA or anything. Because that, that, oh, you yeah. can find that out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, that post about those kind of questions. And that's uh-huh. another thing. We will have um, a podcast episode dedicated to mm-hmm. just those interview questions and kind of getting those together. And that's what I'm going to ask on my Instagram, uh, caseygibson.official in a few weeks, just kind of get those questions from those girls in the pageants out there and even their mamas if they have questions what they should prepare for. And we're definitely going to do an episode just about that because I feel like that is so yeah. important nowadays because your interview, we had just went to a pageant, it was 35% of your total score. That's beautiful. 35%. Oh, I love it yeah, because right. if you can't talk to someone, yeah. how are you going to be able to go out in your community and, you know, do that service oh, or, amen, you know, yeah. go to like the mayor's office and mm-hmm. meet the mayor? Like, it's hard to be able to go yeah. do that, especially, you know, those young kids. Like, it is important that those little misses and young oh. miss divisions are getting in and having interview at an early age, too. Yes. Because now, where I am at 22, I've been doing interviews since I was 7 or 8 years old. Like, we're like, thank God. Like, yeah. I don't stop talking now. Okay. <laughs> and, that's, and, yeah. that's, and that's good. So, when people tell women not to, not to be, you know, talkers, I'm like, talk, take her off. Like, because you oh, yes. get your words out. But no, but no yes, I, I totally agree with that. But, but also, I think when it comes to new women entering pageant world, mm-hmm. make sure you're ready to get grilled. Make sure you're ready to take criticism. But know yes. that criticism is not personal. No. Because if people are not going to criticize you, they're, they're not going to care. Yeah. Like, just like my coaches in, in sports, they always say, if they're not hard on you, that means they don't see potential. So, yeah. I, I definitely want women to know that don't take things personal because mm-hmm. sometimes... I can see body language when some some women ha- and being in interviews and mock interviews, some some have to taken it personal and they would drop. So it's like it's not it's not to hurt you. It's like we don't come for your life now. Mm-hmm. Then it's like why waste all this money and compete? Like we want you Absolutely. to get this money. So just be prepared for criticism. And that criticism is only going to help you in life because we're not even talking about the patent world. We're talking about getting a job. Yeah. We're talking about getting your your dream job. Who knows how that interview is going to go? But if you're able to handle a 10-minute pageant interview where they can throw anything at you, yes, <laughs> there's no reason why you can't kill it when you're interviewing for your dream job. So, I agree. Absolutely. That yeah. is such that is such mm-hmm. good advice because I know, like, kind of looking back on interviews, like, when my coaches would say, like, oh, like, you need to cross your feet or sit up straight yeah. or just kind of, like, yelling at you, like, don't answer it like this. Like, you need to be not as rehearsed or, you know, sound more genuine with it. It's, like, you want to shut down because you're, like, I'm trying my best here. Like, yeah. what else can I do? But that's such good advice, especially to hear that from a pageant director that you're, like, we just want to help you learn from these experiences. And it's not that, oh, my gosh, you suck. You need to quit right yeah. now. This is... You were trying your best. Mm-hmm. Let's give it five more percent. Let's just mm-hmm. try a little bit harder and let's yeah. roll it back and do it again. And mm-hmm. that's what I think these girls and, you know, mamas listening to this podcast are definitely going to appreciate that because they can take your advice, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Byron, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Byron's advice over uh-huh. here and, you know, go make their child or themselves like 
ten times better to interview just from yes. hearing that. And you know, it's being willing to open up and listen to that criticism yes. is also another level of maturity that I think pageants has kind of taught a lot of us. If I mean, some of the pageant girls that I know and like I've competed with for years, like. Just being open and vulnerable is definitely one of the biggest takeaways from that. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. Even this year with some of the contestants, um, there's been some contestants that they're apologize for because they feel like they're asking too many too many questions. Like, no, 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 don't ever apologize for that because if you don't know, you don't know. And I would hate for any contestant to feel like I want to ask that question, but I was scared. I'm like, no, no, ask every question you have so then you, you're prepared for this job because at the end of the day, once you have a crown on your head, it was all worth it. All the sacrificing, all the tears, mm-hmm. all the times you had, you went to the gym, and they, all the mock interviews, all the criticisms, all the criticism that you took, and you listened to it because you was like, "I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna." Sharpen and people my knife. notice. Like yes. people will notice if somebody's mm-hmm. giving you a golden nugget and you don't pick it up, mm-hmm. they're gonna notice because yes. then you're gonna start to hear it multiple times and you're gonna say, "Oh crap." I missed something yes. that I was told one too many times. And don't waste those years, because obviously mm-hmm. with the Miss America system, it's shorter in years compared to the Miss um, USA system. So mm-hmm. don't don't waste that. Like I'll hear a lot of people in my community be like, one person got into her ear, but if she actually listened to the majority of people, she could be dangerous. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, obviously, you do you. If you want to sing that song or do that dance or play that instrument, you do you, mm-hmm. but sometimes you really need to look yourself in the mirror and be like, if I do this, this is helping me get to the next level. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. With, like, I can tell you, you have so much passion and you mm-hmm. really do care about, like, your organization and, mm-hmm. you know, where it's kind of gotten you today, but I do want you to kind of put in a little plug uh-huh. about uh, the Miss Gamecock organization and what you have coming up yeah. and kind of what you're kind of looking for in your teen, possibly. Uh-huh. Yes, tell yes. me about All right, it. So, Miss Gamecock 2022 is on Saturday, November 13th at 6 p.m. in the Rose House Ballroom. Please get your Eventbrite tickets now. $15. And everything, because that money goes back to ladies. All the money goes back to ladies. I'm trying to get them scholarship dollars, because that's all that matters. But I'm just going to be a very emotional day, because Callie has been my queen for two years. We like to joke, like, this is our divorce. And <laughs> it's going to be a lot of surprises at this pageant. Like, the ladies have no idea what's, gonna, what's going down. Um, I've had some people say, Byron, this is going to be your strongest group ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have three women... Three women that was top ten at Miss Cyclona and um and, and everything. We have one of the Miss from last year uh-huh. from, from the 2020 pageant yes. that are back. So good, it, it means a lot to me when they come back to compete. It shows a lot about what you're doing mm-hmm. and especially doing for them, especially with scholarship money. Like uh, it shows a lot. Definitely, but just like in sports, you want to build a culture. So mm-hmm. when I started the pageant, I always tell people this is not a mean girl thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want cancers. If you think oh, she's not hot to be in this, or beautiful, however you want to call it, then you don't need to do this because you're tearing down women. And I always yeah. tell people this is a safe space for women to be empowered mm-hmm. and f- build true friendships because yeah. I'm genuine about that. So for the upperclassmen to come back, it truly really means a lot to me because then they can keep this culture of, hey, we hang out. Look at our bond here. Yeah. We're not, it's all just, yeah, we all want this crown, but we're still going to be friends, support each other. And at the end of the day, we all want to be at Miss Arkansas, Miss Arkansas USA, and we're going to be friends. I'm really excited for this pageant, but, but yes, we are living for a team, and so our team is going to be at large. Okay. So we have a resume for teens to fill out, and if they would like that, then you know, all you need to do is email. You can either, you can either email me personally, and that's Byron Thomas 
S as in South, C as in Carolina at gmail.com. Don't ask me why I didn't put the dot between two S's, but I just I was just really excited. Uh, or you can email MissGamecockPageant at gmail.com and I can send you the resume for your team to apply. But just know the team has no affiliation with the University of South Carolina. Yeah, so mom is out there if you're listening and you have a daughter that lives in South Carolina. We definitely, well we, as in Byron, <laughs> is looking for a team. So if you have any more information, if you didn't catch that email fast enough or, you know, back it up a little bit, or you can check them out on Instagram at yeah. Miss Gamecock Pageant Club. Well, it, it, on Gamecock Pageant. Yeah, Gamecock Pageant. I'm really excited about this because usually on finals nights, I don't have anything to cheer for. Well, I cheer for the other ladies, mm-hmm. but, you know, I would love for Miss Gamecock to have people to mentor. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, she should have a princess and everything, but I love for her to mentor the next generation. So, that's always absolutely. about giving back to the next generation, which I'm it. always going to be about. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, after we've heard all of your life experiences mm-hmm. and where you've came from and being able to be the director of Miss Gamecock and like all the struggles that you had to go through with that, I'm so glad that you're the Miss Gamecock director because you really are passionate about this organization and helping those ladies get those scholarship dollars. Uh-huh. I want to end this podcast mm-hmm. with my favorite question. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What part of your life was most positively impacted by being a part of the pageant world? All right, this is going to be a shocker because I don't know how many males you interview or whatever, but <laughs> dating life. Dating, really? Dating life. So I, when I got into the pageant game, I don't want to be I don't want to be a hypocrite about things. Yeah. So I started realizing, oh, I'm telling all these other ladies, you know, to be confident, how they speak, X, Y, and Z. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't just date any woman because then it look like I'm a hypocrite because if I date a woman that's like, I'm a talker naturally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not saying I can't marry a woman that doesn't like talking, but I'm just like, just in general, if we're at an event and she's just by my side the whole entire night. Or standing in the corner and yeah. you're off talking. Yes. Yeah. What does that look like for me to tell other women, hey, y'all need to be that woman, you know. Get out hands. there and shake hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And be confident. So I don't want to be a hypocrite. So in my dating life, I bring women to like networking events and I'm, I'll always tell them, hey, I'll introduce you to three people. And after that, you're on your own. Like, we're not going to be by each other the whole entire night because I want to set the precedent. Like, being life, life with me, you're gonna, we're going to be at these events, and you're going to have to talk to people. Like, no, you don't have to talk to everybody. No, you yeah. Find, find you find nice five group. new friends. Go yeah, talk. Find your nice group or even one person. Just talk, but just know I'm going to network. Mm-hmm. Some women actually see it has have run away from me the moment I told them, oh, I run a pageant. Yeah. And they can't do that because they know he's always going to be around. Other Very beautiful women. women. Yeah. But I'm like, my dating life has definitely been affected by <laughs> the pageant world in, 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 a, in a positive way. So, because uh, I look for confident women being outspoken in, in, a, in a good sense. And not yeah. saying she has to be a talker like me because I'm rare. But <laughs> just being confident, being in any environment, loving people, treating people with respect and kindness. Absolutely. And, and just being a rock star woman because women, y'all, y'all rock. And I definitely want a woman that's going to portray that. So Absolutely. I definitely want a powerful woman because I'm a powerful man <laughs> and in a good sense. And so I, I definitely believe that my dating life definitely has suffered or no, or been positively influenced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just hate that. It's, it's a deal breakout sometimes for women. It's like, yeah. good Lord. 
So, yeah, I even had to change my rhetoric because I would just say, yeah, I run a scholarship pageant, and then I'll get ghosted. Any ladies out there, if that he just checked every box for you, yeah, Byron's here. We can mm-hmm. find him on Instagram and Facebook, Snapchat. Yeah, man, talks, uh, just know you're going to be at every football game with me and everything, but just know I make a compromise. So if I got to watch The Bachelor with you on Monday and Tuesday night, as long as you're there with me on Saturdays, we good. So, yeah, um, but, but yeah, yes, ladies, I'm single, but, but just know life is never going to be dull and you're going to be on your toes. So I hope you're ready to be in hills because you're going to be tall. Oh yes, it's gonna. That's I love that. That I love your answers. They're literally so genuine, and like this is truly you. And you know, positive pageantry is what we're all here for. And I think that you really do have such a passion for your organization. And I'm so glad that we could plug Miss Gamecock. I actually get to talk to Callie um, later on. I know one of your faves. So yeah, guys. Well, I'm so glad that you tuned in to this episode of the Crowning Moment. We're gonna sign off, and you know, whatever happens in the future. Guess you got to check it out next week. Bye, guys.